Upcyclers. Making, creating, recycling, reusing, recycling, reusing, recycling, reusing. Welcome to Upcyclers, a podcast series exploring extraordinary ideas that breathe new life into otherwise discarded objects and obsolete technologies. Hi, I'm Amanda King, and today we've travelled to the historic village of Malden in central Victoria to talk with Glendon Blaisley. Glendon has repurposed his extensive Gramophone 78 collection through his performance art persona, DJ Windup. So let's go on a ramble into the world of yesteryear music and technology with a truly knowledgeable Gramophone connoisseur. In the early 70s, we bought a little wind-up and about 20 records that went with it. I just became fascinated. I was born in 1961, and in Australia, the 78 technology finished about 1960. So for me, it was a way into life that happened before I was born. It was like listening to, to ghosts. My father used to go to uh, sales, so I'd go with him and I'd always look for boxes of 78s. Glendon's studio is a small cabin on the outskirts of the village and it's filled with a lifetime collection of all things musical. The standout is the wall lined with gramophone 78s, all neatly catalogued. Glendon, clearly you've been collecting for a long time. Can you give us a bit of an idea of what you have up there on your shelves? Well, the big section over there is the popular vocal, which is just mainstream, what you'd hear on the radio. There's a big jazz section there. There's a big 20s dance band section. There's a section for Hawaiian records a section for comedy records. There's a big shelf there that's full of what we would call world music now. Basically all, all different countries around the world in that section. I've also got a big country section over there, some a few blues ones. They didn't actually release blues records in Australia. It was a bit a bit black for us and our white Australia policy. So blues records are hard to find. Very hard to find here. But there I've got a few of them there. There's even a boogie woogie section. There's a big rock and roll section up there. And there's a sections there where I've got uh, just violin records just brass band records. There's a whole section of just banjo playing. Some of uh, pipes, like uh, Ullian pipes or bagpipes, um, accordion sections. And there's a section on the end there of just people whistling, which was really popular in the 20s, of people whistling songs. With a collection of over 5,000 records, Glendon recognised that many people had never heard any of these incredible recordings on a wind-up player. Okay, so about 25 years ago, and we were living in Melbourne, 
I had the records and I started playing them to my musician friends when they came around. I just noticed that a light seemed to go on in their head when I'd play, say, Bessie Smith's record on a wind-up gramophone player. That's the same way our great-grandparents would have heard that music. There's like a certain sound that you get from having the wind-up gramophone player, which is not what they sound like on MP3 or on vinyl or anything. There's just a certain sound you get. So I started looking around. I wanted to get twin wind-up players, just like a real DJ. I found a, a shop full of Indian reproduction players and I managed to get two very cheaply. So I've got two matching wind-ups. I like the fact that they're repros because I don't have to worry about the parts wearing out. They're all new parts in them and I don't have to worry about breaking them. If I break them, well, it's nothing lost really. It's not a valuable antique. And from that, I rang a couple of pubs that I'd been playing as a musician in and said, can I have a gig? A couple of them said yes, so I went and did it. You're listening to Upcyclers, and our guest is Glendon Blaisley, a.k.a. DJ Windup. One of the first places I used to play was at the old bar in Johnson Street in Fitzroy in Melbourne. People there cheered after every song and clapped and just thought it was amazing and would come up and give me requests and can I hear this next time you come and I'd be able to go, I think I've got that record, yeah. But there was another bar near there that I played in where I was playing Charlie Parker admittedly, probably difficult music for some people and had this woman come up. I thought she was going up to say, hey, great music. She was like, this is ridiculous. I can't stand this. Like, got really upset. And she went and talked to the barman and they came up and sacked me. I mean, that's the worst reaction I've ever had. Glendon took that as a lesson that he had to gradually draw his audience in and not alienate them with the music he was playing. I tend to start off a session with really old 1920s dance bands, but possibly characters that people have heard of or um, songs that people know, like Tiptoe Through the Tulips, and then I'd play some famous country people like Jimmy Rogers or the Carter family. And I'd, I would tend over a couple of hours to go through from the 20s up through to the 40s and 50s and probably end the show on some rock and roll. Everyone would know those songs, but they'd never have heard them on a wind-up. But it must be a buzz to see new young audiences enjoying all this incredibly old music. Absolutely. And so I've been hired to play uh, dance parties and big big doof festivals and all sorts of things like that. They freak out when they see me. someone's up there on stage with a, <laughs> a wind-up gramophone player. But it's lovely. It is. It's lovely, the, the, the reactions you get. Yeah, and to the eye, it's also an authentic performance. Yeah, to the eye. And to the ear. <laughs> of course, using repros is faking it a little bit. Because the repros I have have a big horn on them, 
So people immediately go old, you know, so they get it. You know, I've played gigs with DJs, proper DJs, and some of those DJ uh, decks, you can press 33 and 45 at the same time and it'll play 78. But no one sees it as a 78 because it's just a record on a record player to the audience, you know. So that's that's the thing about having these these decks is people know immediately what ear they're listening to. You know? Yeah, there's an identification with not only the sound but the the visual as well. Yeah, it must be tricky keeping everything going, changing records, introducing the music. Tell me about your players and how it all works. So the the thing with the players is that you you have to wind them up after every song. Um, you have to change the needle after every two songs. Or you have to, in fact, you have to turn the needle around after every song. So you get one play and then you can turn it around a little bit and get another play out of them. But if you go much longer than that, then they start to wear the records badly and they distort. I've recently come upon this wonderful new technology from the 1950s <laughs> where they have what's called a sapphire needle and instead of one play or two plays you get 40 plays from one needle which has been a boon for uh, my DJ wind-up so I don't actually have to change the needle every record. The records only go for two and a half, three minutes so you have to have the lineup of records there so you know where you are but with a few options so if something doesn't seem the right thing to play next or if people don't react to that song you can actually move on. It's a bit like you have to have a bit of everything, you know. So I've got what I love, but I've also kept a bit of everything so that I can throw anything in if I need to, you know. You're listening to Upcycles, and our guest is Glendon Blaisley, a.k.a. DJ Windup. I tend to not go out of my way to buy rare, precious records because they cost a lot of money, and that's not what I'm about. I mean, I do have some rare records, but I find them almost annoying because I can't play them to people because they're worth too much and when you play the gramophone records with the steel needles they wear them out. One of my all-time favorite songs is Duke Ellington's East St. Louis Toodaloo and when I finally found that on a 78 like that was a big day for me it was like oh, I love this song and now I've worn that record out. I've got records that go down to 1909, 1910, but once you get below 1920, they're more surface noise than music, so I can't actually play them in DJ Winder. I've got a couple of really early Dame Nelly Melba records, but 
you can't play them to people live because they're so quiet. My finest favourite records are records that just blow my mind, you know, musically blow my mind. There was a lot of things recorded to 78. They recorded everything, everything. You've, you've got no idea. There's just bizarre 78s out there where you're going, who would buy this? Why would, why would people listen to this? But they did, you know? Oh, the technology was fresh. Yeah. I've got a lot of unusual 78s, what I call the weird shit section. Everything from the Gospels spoken in pidgin English to bird impersonators, train impersonators. There's a record in there of a woman playing cello in a, a, an English monastery garden and she's playing the London Derriere while all you can hear is the birds and the bees buzzing around because it's outside recorded. That's a beautiful record, that one, I love it. When I was growing up in the 70s, every op shop, antique shop had a box or two of 78s that you could get for 20 cents each. But, you know, you can still get boxes in sales. You can still get people selling them privately. I love going around little country towns in Australia and, and New Zealand or wherever I am, really, and, and hunting them out. Amanda King was the reporter, producer and sound engineer for today's story. Supervising producer was Jeanty Sinclair. Music from Glendon's 78 collection included Farid Elatrash, Bessie Smith, Tex Morton, Jack Hilton and his orchestra, and an unidentified track from a record completely inscribed in Arabic. So if you happen to recognise it, get in touch and we can add a credit. If you want to find out more about our guest, Glendon Blaisley, a.k.a. DJ Windup, then check out his Facebook page. Just search for DJ Windup. Next time, we're travelling to far north Queensland to catch up with Bob and Joy. Bobbin recycles pre-loved clothing and waste fabrics into her own unique designs. We were pretty poor, so I never had new clothes. I always had hand-me-downs from my older sister, who was bigger than me, so I grew up in clothes that were too big for me. I remember the first dress I made for myself was a salmon pink lace, beautiful dress of my grandmother's that I cut down into a mini dress. Don't forget to like and rate Upcyclers and this story on your podcast app. And of course, share it with your friends. We love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, make a comment or send us a message. I'm Amanda King. And you've been listening to Upcyclers. Mm-hmm.